please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. trying to say, I know, I know who's saying. No, I'm just <laughs> Well, you tell me what I need. Really? Well, thank you for coming in. I appreciate that, okay? Um, and, you know, I see I see here your referral from B&I, so we're not charging you a consult fee. Oh, thank you so much, because I'm poor. Oh, well, um, that's, that's, that's great, okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, you know, everybody's rich in different ways, okay? And, uh, so, you know, I understand you wanted to do some estate planning. Yes, sir. I usually start with foundations. Do you have your foundational documents in place? Your general durable power of attorney, healthcare power of attorney. Well, I do have will. my my general durable power of attorney. You do. Are, is it recorded with the registry? Yes, sir. Okay. Good. Good. And and because you know, if, if you don't have the general durable power of attorney, and for some reason you were to become Totally stuck. You know, you know, your husband, nobody else in your family, they couldn't act for you to activate maybe necessary benefits or save assets, right? Yeah. So that's that's great. It's great that you did that. And does it have a durability clause? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Well that means that it survives incapacity and competency and that uh, how about I bring it next time? Oh, you know, actually, yeah, I, lo I love for my clients when I sit down with them to bring their current documents so I can review them. I'd be glad to do that. Make sure they have the necessary signatures that they can apply with current law. Um, that's a great thing that helps move along our our, uh, our interviews. It just just helps with the estate planning. Okay, so I'm moving on to the next one. Healthcare power of attorney. You know, general durable power. Well, general durable power of attorney allows someone to act as you for, on a legal basis, on say a personal business basis, but but not to make healthcare decisions for you. Well, if I'm confident, can they make them opposite of what I want? No. Okay. In fact, it's written into the healthcare power of attorney that if you are confident, okay, you know, it only, it only has power, or the other people that you name can only make decisions for you if you are incapacitated, incompetent, can't make them for yourself. Okay. I like that. Right. Thank you. You'll see sometimes general durable power or general powers of attorney that say on there with health care powers. Have you seen those? No, sir. Oh, well, they have those, okay? And the ones, I don't like those and I don't think those are valid, okay? I started to question their validity lately because a health care power of attorney requires two signatures of witnesses, two witnesses and a notary, right? And a, a general power of attorney only requires a notary. So therefore, I don't think it carries uh, the necessary signature burden under the statute to have the health care powers, okay? So ours are two separate documents. The health care power of attorney would be witnessed by two witnesses and a notary, and we have a signing team that can either come out to your house or will be here. Well, I like to get out every now and then. Well, that's good. You need to get out of the house, okay? And uh, I don't like it when I stay in the house too long, you know? Um, so the healthcare power would be very good. You know, who might you want to appoint to be your agent, your healthcare agent, to make decisions when you can't? I'll you, have to think about that. You think about, I, would, I would recommend picking one person, okay? One person, because one person... Um, that would be hard for me. It would be, it would be. But you know what, I, I like to think of that person as the quarterback um, who can run back to the huddle with the family and, and carry one 
just one voice with information back to the doctor, the nurses, and the, the, the facility, okay, or the hospital, right, the, uh, the medical facility. Um, that way you don't have two competing. If you appoint two people, what if they disagree? Who wins? Oh, my girls disagree. Do they have to fight it out? or I mean, no. You know what I mean? Who's the tiebreaker? So that's my I concern. I have three. That's, well, oh, I have a tiebreaker. Oh, there you go. There you go. But anyway, you know, I would just give those things some thought, and of course, I'll draft it, whatever you wish. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. And then, and then with a living will. Okay, you know what a living will is. It's nothing about really living. Is it what you do while I'm alive? And it's not about a will. Okay. So, so, so they're really some bonehead attorney named that. Okay. Right. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Probably. You know. I don't know. <laughs> But uh, probably me in my early days. No, I did not make the living will. But, you know, a living will um, is really a declaration for desire for natural death. It's, it's taking the, that guilt-ridden burden, that guilt, you know, that decision, that horrible decision of having to decide to unplug mama, to discontinue life-sustaining means, if heaven forbid someone was, you know, if you were terminal, incurable brain death had occurred and you were being maintained by a respirator. For instance, that that type of situation. I wouldn't want to live on an instrument. No. Okay, so you are in favor. You can make that decision while you're confident and, and, and it really, you know, factors into what you want, okay? Um, so we'll, we'll prepare one of those. And I think it's important to have a healthcare power of attorney document work with the living will because um, the healthcare power of attorney I want to be able to override the living will just in case the hospital or somebody is doing something that the family member or your healthcare agent doesn't agree with okay or they know you better than the doctors in the hospital does let me just put it that way okay um, so they might say let's wait a few days okay and we want that that healthcare agent you appointed to be respected. Okay, so um, and a will. You know, wills. I talk about wills and alternate. I talk about probate avoidance all the time. Setting up your bank accounts. Do your bank accounts have payable and death beneficiaries on them? Not at this time, but they're joined with writers. They are. Okay. I. You know, let's talk about the differences there. You know, joint tenants with rights to survivorship. I like that. However. Um, they are listed on a probate inventory and collectible if the estate assets aren't enough to satisfy the debt. So you can go out and get those joint tenants of rights survivorship property if those bank accounts still have money in them and the joint owner hasn't removed it. Probably wouldn't list them. You know? There you go. And, 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 but however, um, you know, if it's a, a life insurance policy with a beneficiary, a 401k, an IRA with a beneficiary, or a um, or a, uh, a bank account, just a checking, savings, or money market account with a payable on death beneficiary, which you can add for free at the bank, um, it would not be listed on a probate inventory of a past outside of the estate automatically. That's something I've come to think about and realize one of those nuances. Even recently, I just realized that. How about that? It's and working with you. It's payable on death. Right. And transferable on death, the same thing. It is, and I've heard uh, one bank call it transferable on death, and one bank call it payable on death. They just call them a different thing. 
it's really just adding a beneficiary to a checking savings or money market account and it passes it automatically outside the probate estate while not subjecting it to any potential probate recovery. And then your attorney, in fact, through your general durable power of attorney can still access your bank accounts if they need to for you, okay? Even if they After weren't. After I'm dead and no, I got no, it payable on dead? You know what? That is an important distinction that we need to cover, okay? A general durable power of attorney, okay? The attorney, in fact, the agent you appoint to handle your legal and personal business affairs, they cannot access under the law any accounts or do anything after someone passes away, period. That document only has power up here while you're alive. After you pass away, that's when someone has to be qualified under your will as the executor. Oh. And, and the court issues probate letters to allow the person you appoint access to all accounts and all title property, okay? So, so the will, you know, we would want to appoint an executor in the will. Who do you think you would want to serve as an executor in the will? I guess one of my daughters. Maybe one of your daughters? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. That sounds that sounds fine. And then, you know, I would want to have a backup to one of your daughters, okay? Because heaven forbid they couldn't serve for any reason, we'd want to be able for that will to still be valid. So at least one person to come in off the bench and play that position, if you will, okay? So maybe another daughter, okay? Maybe all three and we'll list them in succession, okay? Um, and then uh, distribution, you know, we wanna split that property under the will and distribute that property under the will. Is that something you might be interested in? Oh, yeah. How would you like to split that? Equally. Equally to share, each, share and share alike, okay? That's what we'll do then, okay? So that's your will. Well, what about my house? Let's talk about your house, okay? It's a very good question. That's a lot of people's main concern. And the main concern about the house is because that's where a lot of people have the majority of their assets. They spent 30 or more years, you know, working to pay that house off, right? Um, and then, you know, if you don't have long-term care insurance, I don't know if you do or not, but if you don't... I don't. Well, well okay. So, you know, long-term care costs a lot. Let's just be frank. Some people spend down everything they make their whole life in the last few years because of long-term care issues with the husband or wife. So we could put either a life estate deed on that property that protects it totally. That? Well, that's where you and so your husband keep that property for the rest of your life, and then if you pass, it automatically goes to the three girls that you put on the deed, okay? And it would just automatically float it, all right? Um, outside of the probate estate, okay? But you want to be sure that that's what you want to do because once you lock that in to change the character of that property, to sell it, to move it, to convey it to somebody else, everybody has to sign off on that deed, okay? So as long as you're sure you want your three daughters to get it, then that's fine, okay? We can go ahead and do that. Now, a life estate deed does not, uh, does not circumvent or it has to travel the look back period. So if we put it in place today, five years from now, you'd be protected for nursing home Medicaid if they, you had to access that to pay for care, three years for assisted living Medicaid to pay for care. You could do a ladybird deed. A ladybird deed is a newer type of deed um, that uh, is not subject to the three-year look-back period for assisted living Medicaid or five-year look-back period for nursing home Medicaid. Works exactly the same as a life estate deed that I just described. It's like putting a beneficiary on your property, okay? Just like on your bank account. Except 
that it's not subject to a look back periods. So if heaven forbid there's a tragic healthcare situation a month from now or a month after you recorded it to register your deeds, then you would be able to access that benefit and not worry about that Medicaid lien affecting your house when it travels through that will we created to pass title to your three girls. Oh, that sounds good. Thank you. You know, a foundation, a foundations package and a deed protection plan for the house, like we just discussed, mm -hmm. is what many people need out there. And, uh, and I think that worked perfect for you. Okay. Well, I appreciate you advising me. Oh, you're welcome. Help me. You're welcome. I think, I think that would be a perfect 10 minute for being on tomorrow. What do you think? Whatever. Good job. Okay. Life is busy, we all know. We put off planning till things get slow. Tomorrow's never promised today. Don't get too busy and let it all slip away. Please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Foundational planning or more complex. We can help when you're perplexed. If a loved one needs long-term care, we can help avoid some of the scare. Don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. State planning benefits and even probate. We take the planning piece off your plate. If you or your spouse were in the military, we can help with benefits for your family. Please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Please don't wait till it's too late.